invite you to join us for a half hour of inspiration, sharing, and teaching in a new program of Orthodox Christian Renewal. This comes as an outreach of the Logos Ministry for Orthodox Renewal, headquartered in Fort Wayne, Indiana. The founder of this ministry of faith is Father Eusebius Stefanu, Greek Orthodox priest, author, and evangelist, who's been called by God out of pastoral and professorial posts to proclaim the end-time message of salvation, healing, and deliverance in Jesus Christ. Father Stefanu comes to share a message of love and hope with both those who've never known Christ and those who are already members of the church but have never experienced the fullness of God's redeeming grace and healing power. At the close of the program, we will give you the address where you can write our evangelist. And now, our speaker and host, Father Eusebius Stefanu. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. This is the wonderful assurance of the Word of God. The greater and more powerful is the Holy Spirit that lives on the inside of you than the adverse spirit, Satan, that is in the world and is the prince of this world. I'm asking you today, friend, is this marvelous truth a reality in your life? Are you experiencing that victory over the enemy spiritually, mentally, and physically? Are you enjoying what is rightfully yours as a child of God, born of God, and a co-heir together with Jesus Christ? I'm going to talk to you about this part of your spiritual inheritance in the next half hour. But first, a special word of thanks to those of you out there who have been supporting this telecast with your prayers and your gifts and your offerings. You will never know what your letters mean to me. If you have not written me, I'm going to ask you to write me a letter this week. I need to hear from you. This is a labor of faith and love, and there is no church or organization underwriting this program. I'm stepping out on faith, pure and simple. I want to continue where I left off in my teaching on demon spirits and on the ministry of deliverance. Now, like I mentioned last time, another way of referring to deliverance is the ministry of exorcism. I pointed out last time that Jesus Christ crushed the power of Satan over man by means of his atoning death upon the cross and by means of his resurrection. Now it remains up to you and me to appropriate that victory through faith and obedience, to believe and to accept the finished work of Calvary. The victory over demonic powers is not an abstract doctrine of faith. It is a tangible reality that is made visible. It becomes perceptible and manifested in the supernatural. It enables you as a believer to exercise spiritual authority on a supernatural and on a miraculous level. The Lord Jesus Christ specifically mentions this real power over demon spirits as one of the signs of faith. He said in the Gospel of Mark, chapter 16, verse 17, these signs shall follow them that believe. And he lists the different proofs of real belief. 
And the first one is, in my name shall they shall cast out demons. In other words, this will be the first piece of evidence that a man or a woman is a believer and a disciple of mine. Here is convincing proof. In my name shall they cast out demons. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that wonderful? If you are a child of God, friend, washed and saved in the blood of the Lamb, then you've got it over the powers of darkness. They cannot touch you. And furthermore, they have to obey you. And when you command them to leave, they have to leave. Isn't that something? They are under subjection to you. And I know it works because I've seen it work in, my, in, the, in the ministry of deliverance that I, in, into which God has led me since 1972. And this is real proof that you are a believer in Jesus Christ and that you are a member of his body, the church. You have to have an actual experience of that victory, not only for yourself, but also for service to minister to the needs of other people, to minister to deliverance for other people that need that deliverance. The ministry of deliverance, like I said, also known as the ministry of exorcism, is part of the threefold great commission that Jesus Christ directed to his disciples and apostles. Remember when he told his apostles, preach the gospel, number one, heal the sick, number two, cast out demons, number three, there they are, three parts to the great commission. So casting out demons is an explicit ordinance and command of the Lord. You and I really have no choice in the matter. It's not a matter of, of what you want. If you are a disciple and apostle of Jesus Christ, you are charged with that responsibility of witnessing to the gospel. Number one, healing the sick. Number two, and casting out demons. Number three, I didn't say it, Jesus said it. Jesus says what he means, and he means what he says. All we can do is be obedient and comply by the divine mandate he has set down for all generations of believers. So, casting out demons is included both in the threefold great commission with which Jesus charged his disciples, and also it is included, like I said, among the tangible signs that distinguish a believer from the unbeliever. The ministry of deliverance is simply a continuation of the very work that the Lord Jesus Christ carried out during his earthly ministry. Now the church, the body of believers, carries on from where Jesus left off. He is saying, do what I did. Continue what I did during my earthly ministry. Preach the gospel, number one. Heal the sick, number two. Cast out demons, number three. It's very simple, and there is nothing theologically profound or difficult about it. Do it in my name, Jesus says, and you will see that it works. 
I give you power of attorney. You represent me on earth. In other words, identify with me. It will be as if I am healing the sick, as if I am casting out demons, but you will do it. Isn't that exciting? To heal the sick and to cast out demons is not the same as praying for the healing of the sick or praying for the expulsion of demons. No. Now watch this. Jesus did not say, pray over the demons. He said, cast them out. Now some people in the church today pray to God to expel the demons out of themselves or out of some other person. But Jesus said, you cast them out. Don't ask me to cast them out. Don't ask me to heal. You heal, you cast them out. I've given you that authority in my name. Do it. Exercise your faith in my promise. Stand on my word and you will see how it works. Isn't that marvelous? After all, Jesus spent much of his time during his earthly ministry casting demons out of men and women. Doesn't he tell us there in the Gospel of John, chapter 14, verse uh, 15, Truly, truly, I say unto you, he who believes on me, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these shall he do, for I go unto my Father. I think what is significant is the fact that you do not have to be a priest or a minister to exercise the ministry of preaching, of healing, and of casting out demons. Jesus said, These signs shall follow them that believe. He did not say these signs shall follow them who are ordained to the clergy. Ordinary believers can exercise this authority. Imagine, think about it. You do not have to be out of a theological seminary. This is a right and a privilege of those that believe. Nothing could be plainer and clearer. In my name, Jesus said, they shall cast out demons. They shall lay hands upon the sick and they shall recover. It's very clear. Praise God. What a marvelous privilege the Lord has given his people, his sons and his daughters. Oh, this is what really makes religion come alive and exciting. Now, this doesn't mean that we should take this ministry of deliverance lightly. No, it should be taken very seriously. And it's not for everybody, but only for those who have matured in Christ. Of course, if this is the prerogative of the layman in the church, then it is in a special sense the right and obligation of the ordained priest and pastor. So when a priest is present, he should be allowed to minister to deliverance and to healing. And if the pastor knows his Bible, he will call upon spirit-filled believers around him to assist him and to stand by as he ministers. The point is that God does not want you to be helpless in terms of ministry. Oh, there's so many religiously helpless people today in church. 
The ministry of the church was never intended by Jesus Christ to be a one-man performance. Each and every member of the church should be a recipient of the various gifts of the Holy Spirit and also of the body ministries. Like the Apostle Paul says, for the perfection of the saints. That's why those ministries are there. For the building up of the body of Christ, the church. Now, it's unfortunate that somewhere along the line, the ministry of deliverance was dropped and forgotten. It has fallen into disuse and oblivion. No one ever told me anything about this vital ministry of exorcisms when I studied in the seminary. And when I returned one day to teach seminary as a professor, I never bothered to tell my students anything about this apostolic ministry. Even though in the Orthodox prayer book of the Ephologion, we have uh, a number of exorcisms, but I was never, I could never really understand how to use them. I never saw them used around me. Now, nothing could delight the devil more than to have the church forget and neglect this vital ministry, the ministry of deliverance. You can see why. It's obvious. Because demon spirits don't like to be expelled out of people. You know that I've heard demons speak through oppressed people. I've heard demons tell me things like this. I don't want to come out. I want to stay here. This is where I belong. This is my house. This is my home. Imagine. That's why a lot of people in the church get upset when someone ministers to deliverance. I've had, I've ha had that happen to me. Whenever I minister to deliverance, I get a lot of people upset. Nothing aggravates people and some clergy more than when I minister to deliverance. It's almost strange, unbelievable. But can't you see why? The devil feels threatened and he puts thoughts of doubt into the minds of church people. And they start saying, look at what Father Stefano is doing. Oh, this is terrible. It's repulsive and it offends people. And it is weird, especially when the demons come out of people screaming or groaning or make the individual shake or stamp his feet. This offends the taste of many people in the church who prefer silence and orderliness in the services. But you know, sometimes you could be very quiet and be under the bondage of the devil. I'd rather make a little noise and be free in the spirit. Isn't that right? That's why nothing could be more effective in renewing the church than to restore the apostolic ministry of deliverance. The effect is drastic and radical because it unseats Satan from his place in the church and in the lives of God's people. Satan knows when he's got a good thing going for him, believe me, and he does not want to be dislodged from his place where he can oppress Christian believers and rob them of their total victory. Now, in the day when Christ ministered, it was the scribes and Pharisees that were primarily upset over the fact that the Lord was expelling demons out of Jewish men and women who were oppressed. This is why he told them, If I cast out demons by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God is come unto you. That's something. Praise God. Did you hear that? What did you say, Jesus? If I cast out demons through the Holy Spirit, it is proof that the kingdom of God is in your midst. You cannot establish the kingdom of God upon the kingdom of Satan. They cannot coexist. You cannot expect to find the kingdom of God in your church unless demon spirits are being cast out 
in the power of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. That really excites me. For me, the word of God is incontrovertible and divinely authoritative. Because Jesus said, the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. The reason why God baptizes believers in the Holy Spirit is to enable them to carry out the threefold great commission. It was by the power of the Holy Spirit that Jesus was able to cast out demons. And likewise, it is by the power of the same Holy Spirit that you and I can also minister to people for their deliverance. And I want to read to you from the book of Acts where it says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. Now, you've got to make sure that you too are anointed with the Holy Spirit and with power in order that you might be effective in your confrontation with the powers of darkness. You've got a formidable foe to contend with, friend. And if you don't make, you don't have the provision God makes available to you, you're going to be living a defeated life. Now I want to tell you today, take on the whole armor of God, like the Apostle Paul says, that you might be able to resist Satan and to stand in victory and wield the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. And when the devil vexes you, you just quote Scripture, throw the Word of God at him. It's a powerful weapon against him. Like the Bible says, resist the devil and he will flee from you. You don't have to stand for that harassment. Break the power of Satan in the name of Jesus. Be bold in the Lord. Now, what are some of the most familiar demon spirits? Let's look at a few. Well, there's depression, anxiety, fear, tension, bitterness, hatred, envy, despair, suicide, guilt, self-condemnation, gluttony, witchcraft, nicotine, addiction, and others. You might be wondering, now, what the difference is between demonic oppression and simply being tempted by the devil? Because we must not confuse these two things. If a certain disposition and state of your mind and emotions becomes constant and continuous, like, for example, fear and depression, then it very likely is an oppression caused by a demon on the inside of you that should be expelled. Or if you commit a certain sin habitually and it becomes compulsive, like smoking, overeating, or a sexual sin, then it is very likely caused by an oppressive demon on the inside of you. It does not mean you are possessed. No, a Christian believer cannot be possessed by demons because the Christian believer is ransomed by Christ from Satan. But the Christian can suffer a demonic oppression in one particular area of his life and personality. And I've seen this happen in my own experience, in my own ministry. If Satan cannot make you lose your salvation, if he can't separate you from God totally, his next job is to rob you of total victory, of total joy and peace, and to make your life miserable between now and the time God takes you into heaven. And he makes the born-again, spirit-filled Christian a special target. 
What makes it possible for Satan to oppress the believer is usually disobedience in his life. He, he cannot really bother us unless we give him a chance to. Sometimes one particular sin, maybe a thought or word or deed, can open you up to a demon who will remain on the inside of you to vex you. Other times it is repeated disobedience in one particular area of your life. Generally speaking, I find that oppression results from laxity and negligence in one's prayer life and in the study of the Word of God. The best way to remain free of demonic oppression, friend, is to always be filled with the Holy Spirit. The Apostle Paul exhorts, Be ye filled with the Spirit. Don't let evil spirits find a vacancy inside of you. When you are filled with the Holy Spirit, then there is no room for other spirits. Once you are ministered to for deliverance, the best way to keep your deliverance and not to lose it is to keep filled with the Holy Spirit in a close walk with Jesus, feeding, feeding on the Word of God on a daily basis and on the bread of life in the Holy Communion repenting daily from all sins in humbleness and keeping under submission and under perfect obedience to God on all points of his word. So we need to be alert and we need to watch against the snares of the devil because he's like a roaring lion going around seeking whom he might devour. We can never take a chance with him. We need to pull out, put on the whole armor of God. Now, if you have never known Jesus as your personal Savior, in a personal relationship, I'm going to ask you to invite him to come into your heart and to experience and to enjoy that freedom and that victory and I'm going to ask you to tell the Lord today, Jesus, I want to know you. I want to know you in the power of your resurrection. Make me a child of God and have your way in my life. I surrender my life to you. Now, you might be a member of the church, but you have really never known Jesus in an actual experience of his love and power. You've never really experienced the full victory to which you are entitled. And what I'm going to ask you to do is to reaffirm. Reaffirm your baptismal vows and make Jesus real in your life. You can't get to heaven on your infant baptism alone. Now you have to make a conscious decision and a choice whom you wish to follow, Christ or Satan. You cannot straddle the fence and expect to have the victory against Satan. Now let me pray for you before we close today. If you have any reason to believe that you have a spirit that's oppressing you, reach out right now and receive the liberating touch of Jesus. Just believe with me with an with a open heart as I say th these words. I come against the power of Satan in the name of Jesus and I break his power 
over the life of that man and of that woman out there. And we give you all the glory, Jesus, and all the honor. Amen. Amen. May God's richest blessings be with you until next time. We thank you for having joined Father Stefano in this new broadcast of Inspiration and Faith. We hope you will tune in again next week for another half hour of Orthodox Christian Renewal. This program is made possible by the free will offerings of the viewers. Your prayerful and financial support is vital to the continuance of this telecast.